The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Thursday, folks, February the 10th. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Download the free Swain Event app for Android Apple devices. You can view us online, Swain Event TV, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Stream us right there on SwainEvent.com, the website. If you miss any part of the show, you can always go back and check out any part of the show because we um, podcast everything on demand. So subscribe to the Swain Event however you listen to your podcast. It is a great day in Knoxville, Tennessee. It is where we are located, especially coming off a dub being good morning. Good morning. How are you? dub. That is correct. A a really nice dub for the Vols last night. Just pushing P, baby. Man, I feel so corny Elaine that Rick Barnes uses it better than me. I've never used it before. Well, there's 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 a 0% chance that he actually knows what it means. He just knows that the guys say it, and, and he's started using it because he thinks it's funny. The guy's got a big kick out of it. Yes. Seeing the Vol Hoops Twitter account, they got a big kick out of it, and, uh, hey, that's what it's about. It's about you know, your players having fun and players went out there executed and got the win on the road a tough environment to play the hump and um, Tennessee came out on fire and just like the game of basketball other team makes a run and Tennessee responded um, and had some big plays down in the stretch and got the win just a great great effort Team win, first game without Olivier Camois, your best athletic post player who was coming into his own, was turning the corner, uh, but you had to do it without him. So, nice win. And Ben, got a little winning streak going on inside of the SEC. That's right. Six straight. Should be seven straight after you host Vanderbilt this Saturday who? at 6 p.m. Eastern. Who, who we playing? Too early for all that. What are you talking about? Swain event. It's showtime. Uh, I don't care. It's uh, showtime. Tennessee played at 9 p.m. Eastern last night. How old are you? 63? I feel like it this morning. Who does Tennessee play next? The Commodores. What's the name of the school? Vanderbilt. You got it. That team. I'm, I'm pushing Pete. They, they keep it a real, right. baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just count it as automatically uh, automatic dub because Vanderbilt plays Tennessee like it's the NBA Finals. Correct. And and they've been playing better the last couple of games. That's why I said it should be a seventh straight win come Saturday. You, you should beat Vanderbilt on Saturday evening inside of Thompson Bowling Arena, and then it gets real, real quick next week. Yep. Real quick. 
Yep. Kentucky next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. You go to Arkansas next Saturday. And, yes, Tennessee is on a on a nice little conference win streak, having won six in a row. And I guess it's, what, six of the last seven mm-hmm. with the Texas game. Mm-hmm. So, t- Tennessee is, is playing – they're playing good basketball right now, and and you and I were discussing it before the show. They are becoming a fun team to watch. I I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Tennessee basketball the last couple of games. The Texas A and M game was fun. The South Carolina game this past Saturday was fun, and then last night's performance was fun to watch. That that start to the game where they made the first six shots in the first six possessions and in all sorts of different ways was fun to watch Santiago Vescovi, it is fun to watch him play basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Josiah Jordan-James, I love watching Josiah play basketball right now. Kennedy Chandler, he's playing like a first-round pick that he is. He, he is taking a huge step right in front of our own eyes. And, and you see why NBA scouts and teams are drooling over him. He, he is so fun to watch. Zakai Ziegler. Nothing even needs to be said about watching Zakai Ziegler play. He he is just a menace out there, and, and boy, is he fun to watch. So uh, I, I am thoroughly enjoying watching the Vols play right now. I, I can't wait till Saturday night. I can't wait till till next Tuesday night against Kentucky. Who play who we play Saturday? Vanderbilt. There you go, Ben. There you go. You need to you need a sip of my coffee. No, because you your your coffee is dank. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Oh man! Hey, and as Franklin Vall points out on the text box, Vanderbilt is a big time trap game. I, I absolutely is. believe that. I tell you, man, they 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 gonna treat this game like it's the NBA Finals, man. They might even play the intro or the theme music in the locker room. You know the NBA theme music. I think, that's, I think that's the latest one. Well, actually, that's what I remember growing up to. According to my sources, Jerry Stackhouse already plays that before each game as is because he's so tired of Vanderbilt and hates being on West End so much that he can't wait to get back to the league. He, he already plays it before every game, counting I, down the days until he can leave and go to the NBA. If I'm him, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of there. Yes. I, I don't care if I got to go to the G League. I don't care if I have to go be an assistant oh, 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 on, on a on a bench in in the league. No, I probably would not leave oh, to, oh, to be a G League coach just because oh, of the salary oh, difference. Ooh, 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 now. I don't know about that. But if, I got to keep up my if salary up my didn't game. if salary didn't exist, then I'd rather be a G League coach than the coach at Vanderbilt. Hey, Amen. And it's not like Jerry's desperate for money, anyways. Who knows? He'd be the next Nick Nurse. Okay. Maybe, but hey, he knows what it's supposed to look like at college. He played North Carolina, played in the NBA. Uh, he does not have the resources to to be successful. So maybe he'll figure it out. And and uh, you got a shout out from Dickie V yesterday on Twitter, though. Push your own out of there. What did Dickie V say? Yeah, he was just talking how good Vanderbilt looked in their win over Missouri on, you, Tuesday, on Tuesday night. Did you read the text in the Dickie V voice? Because that's how I read every text. <laughs> so, some of the comments I did. Oh, baby, Rick Barnes said a prayer for me. Every morning, baby. Like, that's how I read. He's a PT peer. That's how I read Dickie V's tweets, <laughs> man. I read it the way 
that he talks. I can't help it. I can't help it. But yeah, last night, last night was fun um, for for me because the ball movement, the ball didn't stick. Man, we had guys playing with confidence. You know, Vescovy hit a uh, three in rhythm, just great ball rotation, great pass. And then you come back defensively, Zakaz Ziegler gets his hands in a passing lane, uh, deflects the ball, get a steal. Like the crunch time plays that we made, like, I don't – it was a good almost double-digit win on the road. It was a good – it was a dang good game. Against a – Really solid team against a, a really solid team. And it was Tennessee's first quad one road win of the season. Man, it, it's hard. This is the hardest year in this conference. And Tennessee has rattled off, rattled off six wins in a row in this conference. So, listen, the, the, the next couple of games are going to be tough. I remember when we had 12 more games left in the regular season, and we were kind of predicting the, the finishing record. And I said, uh, I think we said 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. And they've only lost one in conference since since then. And um, it looks like we are headed towards 8-4. and four. An 8-4 and finish would, would put this team um, – I want to say it would be nine losses and how many games we got left here? We got Vanderbilt. We got Kentucky. We got Arkansas, Mizzou, Auburn, Georgia, Arkansas. Seven. So, but this is a nice, nice, nice record. Yes. 23-9. Um, and most importantly, gives you a, good a, a top four seed in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. And... Last night was really big for that. Um, I I forgot about it, quite frankly, un, until today or yesterday when I was looking at the SEC standings before the game. I was like, wait a minute. Arkansas beating Auburn was bad for Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> I, it didn't register in my brain until last night before the game. I was like, wait a minute. No. Why did Arkansas have to be the team to upset Auburn? Why couldn't it be somebody else? Because Tennessee and – and Auburn or uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, excuse me, are 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 they tied? I think actually t- isn't Tennessee like eight and three, Arkansas seven and three, or I don't, I don't know. They're they have the same amount of losses in the SEC standing, so they are they are tied. I believe they're both eight and three in in the SEC, and and Tennessee did not need to eight and three fall a, a game behind them. Well, maybe you should have you should have been worshiping Bruce Pearl and had your. Your, your Bruce Pearl. <laughs> well, I was root, I was rooting for Auburn in that game because I had buddy on Auburn. Yeah, you should been you should have been ha- you know you should have been having your, your your Bruce Pearl doll out, um, you know, rooting for Auburn. That's what you should have done. I, I will. Like, I will, like look, some I'm, of our. I'm not some a, of our fans. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I I was pulling for Auburn on on Tuesday night because a I had money on them. B. Oh, me too. I wanted Auburn to be number one when they came to Knoxville, and Tennessee be the one to do what Arkansas did. And C, it, it would have helped Tennessee in the, the SEC standings if Arkansas lost an SEC game. I'm with you, man. I was, I was I was wanting my money to come through too. I was like, come on, it is. come on, Jabari, let's get it. I know. Almost, man. He almost pulled it out. Like, Katie, 
Kitty Johnson, you've been the most annoying player in any sport in college athletics this calendar year. And and in this game, you're not going to show up, really? In, in this game, after all that trash that Arkansas fans were talking to y'all when y'all got off the bus and walking into the arena, you no-show, and you had the nerve to dance on the logo in the process, just what are we doing? But last night, a, a big win for the Vols. And in that regard, just the SEC standings and uh, looking for – one of those top four spots in the SEC tournament because you get the double bye mm-hmm. and then you don't mm-hmm. have to play until Friday. And not only is, is it big to keep pace of, of Arkansas falling, Arkansas's big win, but Mississippi State was was five and four, only a, a game back in the loss column, and, and State was somewhat nipping at the heels of, of Tennessee. And uh, with the win, Tennessee's able to create more of a gap between themselves and Mississippi State, Florida, and some of those other teams. So uh, unless all systems fail and they just absolutely crash down these these final seven games, uh, Tennessee should should finish with a top-four seed in the SEC tournament because you're going to beat Vanderbilt on Saturday. Vanderbilt! You're going to beat Missouri. You're going to beat Georgia. That That's three of your four games. And then your other four are really tough. You got two with Arkansas. You host Kentucky and Auburn. I don't expect Tennessee to lose all four of those games. But I think they go two and two. And that would be three of those four tough games are at home. You should go two and one in in those three tough home games. And then, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to predict Tennessee to win on the road at Arkansas. If if they win, I'll be over the moon happy. If if they lose, uh, assuming they just don't look awful like they – did at LSU or Kentucky. I mean, okay, it just is what it is. Part of it. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to win on the road in college basketball. It is extremely hard. Yep. Yep. I mean, how about how about Kenny Chandler, man, going out at the end of the game? And that's a weird place to get a cramp. That was, ah, that I was, know. That was weird. I thought it was his knee. I was, I was worried. Well, I was praying to, to, to baby Jesus so quick on that one. Come on, please, please be okay. I, I felt I, I felt better pretty quickly because he it looked at first like he was holding his knee, but then you could see him kind of pointing to his thigh, and you think, okay, surely that's a cramp. It's, it's not his knee. He's not pointing to his knee. And Rick said after the game that they hollered out "cramp" right away, and Kennedy knew right away that it was a a cramp, and and that. Uh, Garrett Medinwall, the strength coach, and Chad Newman, the trainer, immediately told him that the uh, the, the, the cramp uh, was the size of his knee. The, the cramp in his thigh was the size of his knee. It was huge. That's weird, man. I mean. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's February the 10th. I mean, you are two-thirds of the way done with your, with your season. It has to be like a, a hydration thing. I mean, I mean I'm. I don't know. It, it don't look like it was too hot in the stadium. I don't see a lot of uh, arena. I don't see a lot of dudes drenched in sweat. I mean, or no mention of the heat. That's just weird. That was that was weird to me. That was weird. But very weird. He he returned and made winning plays. Afterwards. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield played the most minutes uh, in the SEC play all season long. Right at fifteen minutes, had a plus minus of five. How about that? But. Man, it was Josiah Jordan James again, just just playing with confidence. 18 points tied for the leading 
uh, score for Tennessee. Kenny Chandler had 18. Uh, Vescovy had 11. Kyle Ziegler had 11. Had four dudes in double figures. Um, but the highest plus minus was Vescovy tied with John Fulkerson at plus 12. So uh, free throw wise, eight for nine. You, you want to shoot probably more than that, but you made eight out of nine. Uh, Mississippi State got to the free throw line 23 times and only made 14. I don't understand how hard it is to shoot free throws in college basketball. It's been atrocious this year, and uh, it it baffles me that these guys can't make free throws at home. Teams are struggling shooting free throws this year. It's just it's just crazy to me. But anyways, uh, Jonas Adu got 12 minutes. Man, I enjoyed watching him play last night. Yeah, man. First real college game, in a sense, and Vols have something there. They do. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he can he can be an elite rim protector down the stretch. I mean, I Rick already says he's the best rim protector on the team. He's been saying that all year, so maybe he already is an elite rim protector. But it, Offense worries me a little bit because it kind of feels like you're playing five on four yeah. <laughs> at times. But what he brings defensively, I mean, it, it it's worth it. Grab a couple of offensive rebounds as well. Man, you put him in the screen and roll game, maybe he's he's a guy that can, you know, finish around the basket on the oop, and you don't have to play a five on four. I mean, until he develop, develops a, a jump shot like a Cal Alexander, where you can shoot it from the, the free throw line. Um, if they sag off and. You, you are the ball reversal big, but they sag off, and you make that shot. Maybe that's something he can develop and, and put into his game. But for right now, hey, be a guy that catches lobs, man. Be, we could be Knoxville Lob City uh, <laughs> if, that, if, that's, if that's what it takes to get him involved offensively. But, you know, when you talk about rim protection, I think about uh, Walker Kessler, who's the, the best shot blocker in the country. Mm-hmm. And – I mean, dude, dude, seven foot, seven one, and um, big old boy. Yeah, so he does have a more polished offensive game, no doubt about it. But. Well, and the thing with with Jonas, speaking of Walker Kessler, and this is looking way down the road, but with with Olivier and Folky, kind of Urosh, Urosh has has length, but kind of stiff and, and it doesn't have great lateral quickness so his his length doesn't really affect the opponent all that often but with with Jonas that Walker Kessler matchup coming up I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say at all that that uh that Jonas is going to shut Walker Kessler down I, I would be stunned if, if that happened but maybe because of the the Olivier injury and and you're forced to play Jonas maybe his his length and athleticism can affect Walker because I mean he he gives you something that your other post players do not and length is what bothers those big guys like like Walker Kessler you you got to have somebody with length to to just affect everything that they do and make life tough on them Jonas has that if he can have foul trouble in that game maybe just his his presence can can somewhat have Walker. Uh, a little bit off of his game, and if, if that were to happen, man, that that would be huge. Victor Bailey, uh, forty nine seconds in the game. <laughs> Justin Powell, seven minutes. Um, oh, don't even mention that. Don't even put poor Victor on blast. Mentioning that, I mean, I was I was 
going to mention that to highlight how good of a teammate he is. I mean, I, I watch I watch him on the sideline, and I mean he 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 is into the game as if he played forty nine minutes versus forty nine seconds. Um, that's what I was going. I was and I was going to bring it up to highlight you know no, how good no, of a I'm teammate that that he that he was and is. But man, Tennessee. It helps when you shoot forty two percent from from three and Josiah Jordan James, man, shooting ball with confidence, was efficient. Fifty percent from three, Josiah Jordan James. Seven twelve from the field. Another great game from Josiah. Right at thirty eight minutes of action. Well, and I don't think you saw a ton of VJ or or Justin because Mississippi State's personnel dictated more dictated bigger lineups I, I know Rick eventually went to the the smaller lineup and, and that was Tennessee's best option but I don't think that you could have necessarily committed to that small small ball just like at the four lineup a ton just because state had so much size in inside and over time I think that they just would have killed Tennessee uh, if if Rick tried to go small the entire game, so I, I think with, with having to play more post players because of state size and ability in the paint, that that that's kind of why you didn't see Victor and, and Justin play as much. But I'll be curious to see down the stretch. Like Vandy doesn't have a real post presence, so you you can you can absolutely play that small ball four guard lineup with Josiah at the four. So I, I would imagine you, you see more of that going forward, especially on Saturday night against Vanderbilt. There you go, Ben. Ben is awake. It just takes a couple minutes. Interesting. 865 We'll take our first break of the day. Our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Stay with us. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. 
Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, 
Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. event fueled by dead end barbecue and i've been counting down the hours been break bread with you at dead end barbecue second time this week for me <laughs> ready to go man i had the chicken wings smoked wings on uh on tuesday i think i'm gonna go with the party mac i'll be i'll be uh i'll be fasting Getting ready for dead end barbecue tomorrow, so I have to close up the window around around 6 p.m. this evening, and then tomorrow for for dinner. Ben, I'm going. going I'm going ham. Going. It's going. Give me some nanner pudding. Well, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going. Me, I ain't going that crazy. Give me a. You know I want to sausage and cheese plate. Actually, I've never had their peanut butter pie. I think I may try that this time. I know it's your favorite. I just always get the nanner pudding. Yeah, peanut butter pie is my favorite. When's the last time you got nanner pudding? Hmm? It's mm-hmm. been a while. Because I, right, I always get the peanut butter pie. All right, then don't look at me like that when I, I get the nanner pudding instead of peanut butter pie for the same reason. 
Mind your own business. Stop yelling at me. All right, what you got for around the SEC? There were two other basketball games last night. Florida beat Georgia 72-63. Alabama beat Ole Miss 97-83. And then Tennessee handled business on the road in Starkville 72-63. So at the conclusion of the midweek games, Auburn is still first in the league at 10-1. Kentucky... 9 and 2 in second place and then Arkansas and Tennessee are tied for third and fourth at 8 and 3. Uh, Florida is fifth at 6 and 5. Mississippi State is sixth at 5 and 5 and then Alabama Is tied with LSU and Alabama. Where'd you get all that air from? <laughs> with five and six. I don't know. That was that came from deep. Interesting. <laughs> just like just like Kennedy Chandler's uh, three point shot yesterday. That that's right. Also as as deep as the three that Window Green attempted with the uh, <laughs> a, a, t- a tie game. Oh, I'm still. Wait, she's from half court. Window. Still mad about that. Where you going, man? I don't know. Uh, elsewhere in the SEC. Uh, nothing really big took place. We did have some coaching movement. The Carolina Panthers hired <laughs> Missouri defensive coordinator. I'm laughing because I saw your tweet yesterday. <laughs> Has hired Missouri defense coordinator Steve Wilkes as the defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach. And with Steve Wilkes moving on, Missouri will have a third different D.C. under Eli Drinkwitz in his third year in 2022. Man, I just, I just, I need, I need to highlight something, man. Do it. Come on, bring it. Steve Wilkes said, "Forget this." <laughs> Got a little taste of the SEC. Said, "Forget this." He had to recruit. He had to go up against spread, up tempo offenses, and in the Tennessee game. Tennessee scored 28 points in the first quarter, 45 points in the first half, 62 points for the entire game. Hendon Hooker only threw 19 passes and had a QBR of 94.7 on a scale from 0 to 100. Had 225 yards. Tennessee rushed the football for 450. 58 yards on the road. <laughs> on, on the road. Steve Wilkes was like, mm, 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 mm. I ain't got time for this. Y'all ain't gonna mess up my name. Y'all not gonna mess up my credibility with these sorry players on this football team. Mm-mm. No, sir. I'm going back to the league. I'm coaching talent. Ain't got time for this. Up-tempo offenses. Mm-mm. I'm out of here. You and your own, Eli. You and your own. I'm out of here. I saw that. I couldn't help but to laugh. Because he had interviewed for another job, another defensive coordinator job in the NFL. Did not get that. But he was like, hey, 
coordinator, position coach, I don't care. Get me out of Como. I'm out of here, Conzo. Conzo ain't too far behind him. Conzo going to be with him <laughs> at, at Charlotte. <laughs> going to be coaching the Charlotte basketball team here soon. Go 49ers. Oh, man. Steve Wilk said, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm out of here, man. 683 total yards. 683 total yards, Ben. Just a reminder. And that was probably the only game where Tennessee won the time of, time of possession. <laughs> That's the craziest stat. Tennessee won the time of possession by two minutes. How do you let Tennessee win the time of possession against you? And what's crazy is Tennessee won the time of possession scoring as fast as they did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Tennessee put these long drives together. That scene from Friday rings so true when 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 Debo knocked out Red and Red's daddy. <laughs> tried to walk up. Debo said, you want something that's too old, man? <laughs> no. That's, nope. that's what Steve Wilk said. Uh, no. No. I'm out of here. You can have the SEC. It means more for me to be in the NFL. All right, what else you got? Just two other things. Kirk Benedict is headed to Georgia after eight years with David Cutcliffe at Duke. Uh, he is a former commissioned officer in the Army who graduated from Army's prestigious – I don't know how to say this word. I'm going to butcher this word. Somebody can correct me. Reconnaissance course. That sounds about right. In 2011, and served three years on on state in Germany, and was deployed to Afghanistan. He is set to become the Bulldog special teams analyst. So that was a, a little note from from John Bryce yesterday. Kirby Smart adding former Duke special teams coordinator to his staff to be a special teams analyst. And and Swain, not a lot of news in, in SEC football yesterday, hmm. but this story. Hmm. That began to come out last night out of Auburn <laughs> is absurd. What? Uh, I'm reading from Auburn Live, which is on three's Auburn site. And Justin Hawkinson wrote, wrote this, that Auburn's – well, I guess I'm not going to read it. Oh, yeah, I can. Nope, no, I can't. It's a uh, – got to – Got to be subscribed to read it. But here's what happened at Auburn. I, I, I can still fill you in. Brian Arson has been on vacation this week. Chilling. Chilling. No, and he about to get paid. Well, Essentially, not refusing to come back, but saying, I'm not coming back. If y'all going to fire me, y'all can fire me. I'll be back when I'm off of vacation. And yesterday, a policy went into effect that if you don't cooperate with an ongoing investigation at Auburn, it's grounds to fire you. (laughs) Grounds to fire you. Uh, it, It went in employee duty to cooperate policy. The policy statement says Auburn University... Employees have a duty to cooperate with university investigations and reviews. 
under the policy principles, it says the university conducts a variety of investigations and reviews in order to ensure compliance with applicable applicable laws, regulations, and policies, and to otherwise ensure the integrity and property functioning of the university. These reviews may be conducted by university personnel or outside entities engaged by the university. Employee cooperation in these reviews is essential and mandatory. And the effective date of this policy was dated February 8th. 2.44 p.m. Yes. And... There is zero chance, and you know what, that this is a coincidence. Like, Auburn essentially has its opening to fire Brian Harson in black and white. For calls. For calls. Yeah, because, that's, that's the reason why they put that in there, to be yes. able to fire him with calls. They can fire him anytime they want to and still have to pay him a lot of money, but they throw they threw this, this uh, modified policy in here yesterday or Tuesday at 244, Central time to be able to fire him for cause if he does not cooperate with the investigation into his program. Yep. That, like, that's the reason. Violations of this may result in termination. Yeah, that's like mid game. Mid game, the officials are like, all right. All right. If, you, if you're faking an injury, if you're faking an injury, you got to sit out for a quarter or you got to sit out for, for a drive to. Change the rules in the middle of the game is what Auburn is doing. Again, why would you want to coach at Auburn? Because you're going to get paid. Yeah, but then they fire you for a BS reason and you don't get your money. This right here would make me not want to coach at Auburn. Like, Tennessee still was able to go out and get a good coach in Heupel. Now, what if Heupel would have said no? Whew. I don't even want to think about who would have been here if Heupel said no because Tennessee, although did not offer the job to anybody, was not getting a lot of um, good feedback from some of the candidates that they were targeting. But Tennessee was still lucky to be able to get Josh Heupel. Tennessee didn't do this. Like, Tennessee didn't try to change the rules in the middle of the game to fire fire a coach. Now, Pruitt... If if Prue was winning more, if Prue did a good job, then you know Tennessee pull up LSU like they did against Will Wade, did for Will Wade. I don't know, but Prue was so messy and sloppy. It was evidence everywhere. Probably didn't have much of a choice but to terminate him, but you terminated him with. You know, four calls and avoided paying the buyout. Auburn's trying to do the same, but there's no NCAA stuff. This is this is a trap that they're trying to set for one of their own. So if you are Hugh Freeze, and I know you want to coach in the SEC, I know you want a big time job. You gotta have your head on the swivel because, mm-hmm. like, what someone is willing to do for you. You have to think they'll be willing to do it to you. One, if if Auburn uses this to fire Brian Harson, I have a hard time believing 
that eventually Brian Harson would not get his money. You're going to tell me that a, a lawyer is not going to have a field day with this? I mean, it, it's it's pretty evident why this was put into place so that <laughs> they could fire him with cause not to pay his buyout. And you're telling me that a lawyer, again, is not going to have a field day with that and Brian Harson wouldn't eventually get his money? So you, you, you're just delaying the inevitable at that point, in my opinion. You're, you're going to have to pay him one way or the other. There's no way that Auburn would, would, would win a, a lawsuit against Brian Harson with this. It's like the best evidence ever that <laughs> they, they were on a witch hunt to fire him. I feel bad for Harson, man. I do, too. Like, you, you can question kind of his tactics as a, a head football coach and, and – you know, some of the comments of, of players transferring out makes you raise your eyebrows and, and should not be taken lightly. But that happens but, after year one, really. Right. Yeah, I mean, it happens in year one. Right. But to, to they're acting like this is after year four or year five. Like, he's not that bad of a coach to embarrass the entire university in this manner. It, it's remarkable. Hey, we hired you to fix the problems that we're having. Fix it. All right, well, here's what I'm going to do to fix it. No, 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 not that way. I didn't think it was possible for somebody to out-ugly firing a coach. I didn't think it was possible for somebody to to have a an uglier stretch than Tennessee and, and everything that took place with Jeremy Pruitt and Phillip Fulmer. But Auburn has found a way. Tennessee had more validity to do what they did than what Auburn is doing. And they're still dragging him through the mud more than, than Tennessee dragged Pruitt through the mud. We had a conversation about this day before yesterday about which which is worse, Tennessee, you know, going through what they went through this past year or what Auburn is going through right now. And we said Auburn um, before, you know, had some people felt like it was Tennessee people that felt like it was Tennessee, do you still feel that way? Because Auburn modified a policy in the middle of the day to create grounds to firing Harson and not pay his buyout. The AD wants out. Like, because if, the boosters are so overwhelming there. If you are Bruce Pearl, you are in paradise. This is perfect <laughs> for you. You would think it's the opposite of the way around, but no, Bruce loves this because now Bruce is in charge even more. He has more of a leg to stand on. He is the show. He runs... He runs all at the legs, basically, except for gymnastics. But, like, he's the main attraction. Instability is great for Bruce Pearl because he can do what he wants. And they're going to cling on to a winner. But, my goodness, this is this is embarrassing for Auburn. I, I, my Auburn fan, friends, they don't rub salt in the wounds when Tennessee was struggling. So, like, I feel bad for my Auburn friends. But for some of the other Auburn fans out there that was was gloating and loving when Tennessee was 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 in the dumpster fire, I don't feel bad for those Auburn fans. No. But, but my friends who are Auburn fans, I do feel bad for them because we are 
we're kind of like the uh, the meme where the black the black hand and the white hand, the muscles locking arms and being together. That's us when it comes to our hate for Alabama. Like my Auburn friends, we we on the same page because we both hate Alabama's ass because we <laughs> have to grow up with Bammers. So my friends, man, we 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 on the same page about about the, the, the Bama hate. So like. I do feel bad for the, for my friends, man. Yes, but they need to get it together. I, I'm glad that somebody can outdo Tennessee in embarrassment, but this is not good for Tennessee. We need Auburn to be rocking and rolling and making life tough on Alabama. No, we don't. Why? Because when Auburn won a championship in 2010, it didn't mean anything. Tennessee was still struggling because you still got to recruit against them. Well, that – Gene Chizik also, it, it didn't help long term for Auburn because Gene Chizik also peed the bed the next year. I don't know if I want anybody rocking and rolling in the SEC. I mean, I I get that, but Auburn making life tougher on Alabama, I would enjoy. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Volstrom said Tennessee had legit NCAA violations. Auburn's trying to dump Harson like a side chick. Well, on the on the outside like like perception looks like Tennessee situation is worse but guys Tennessee fired multiple assistant coaches head coach cleared the recruiting office and here in what two three months all that will be in a rearview mirror after a year so how bad was the NCAA violations. Yeah, you play under the number in Hypo's first season because it was the first year of the transfer portal. And you had a first year head coach, so everyone left. You did you played in a bowl game. You're going to self-impose some scholarship reductions and count them all in one year. So how hurtful was the violations with the NCAA. Like, show me where, like, ouch, man, the NCAA stuff with Pruitt after this season will crush Tennessee more than this situation at Auburn is going to crush Auburn. Because this with Auburn, this makes it tough to even hire the next coach. Harder to hire a coach under these circumstances at Auburn than an NCAA cloud hanging over a program. Now they might go. They might. They might go out there and get Hugh Freeze because Hugh Freeze is desperate, and Hugh Freeze is a proven winning winner in the SEC, which is why they need to make that happen. That, Auburn and yeah. Hugh Freeze need each other. They're perfect for each other. They, mm-hmm. they, they are. They're, they're Bruce Pearl on the football field made over again. Bruce but, Pearl needed Auburn when when he took that job seven eight years ago, however long ago it was. Bruce Pearl needed Auburn. Auburn desperate. Desperately needed Bruce. And now it's the, the same situation with Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze needs Auburn to get back to where he wants to ultimately be. And and Auburn, I mean, I, I would be stunned if if they were able to get somebody better than Hugh Freeze. And, and the only reason I say better than Hugh Freeze is because of Hugh's past. I'm, I'm not discrediting him as a football coach and, and whatnot. I mean, he, he is He's a great football. It'd be a great football hire for Auburn, but uh, we know why 
EQ is at liberty. So I, I would be surprised if if they were able to hire somebody better without the baggage. Well, Hughes' stick works in the SEC. Yeah. Like, ain't nobody up north hiring Hugh Freeze. Nobody out west hiring Hugh Freeze. Like, he is made for the SEC. He is made for the South. And SEC may not have came out publicly and said, you can't hire Hugh Freeze, but it's a reason why he ain't been hired yet. And maybe after this time that has passed, maybe the SEC is like, all right, oh, but damn, man, you suffered enough. I all think, right, you can I, hire him. I think gracious. that they would. Yeah, they need to. Like, oh. Ole Miss isn't uh, still dealing with the repercussions of, of what he did there. They're, they're no longer on, uh, what do you call it, NCAA? Blanket on probation. The, yeah, they're not on probation anymore. And that was really the main reason that Hugh wasn't able to to come back to the league the last couple of years with all the job openings that the league has had is because Greg Sankey, and I completely agree with this, he did not want Hugh Freeze to be in the league while Ole Miss was still on probation and, and still dealing with the punishment of what he did. So that, that, that would be very hypocritical for Hugh Freeze to be allowed back into the SEC while Ole Miss is still dealing with the fallout of what he did. Yeah, I think, so yeah, that, I that think is, Ole Miss is in the clear. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Ole Miss is in the clear. That that is past and there's no longer a cloud hanging over un, until a couple of years down the road from now and the NCAA finds it, itself back there because we know who the head coach is. But there's no reason Hugh can't be back in the SEC. Everybody gets second chances all the time. Yep. I, I I truly believe Hugh has has earned his second chance. And it's just a matter of time before he gets it. Yep. If Bobby Petrino gets second chances, Hugh Freeze deserves one, dadgummit. Bobby got one back. To, what he, he was back at Louisville, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, man. Give Hugh, give Hugh Freeze a second chance. But the thing is, and Vaughn Birmingham is right on the text box, Auburn will come out on the other end better as far as coaching if they if they able to get Hugh, mm-hmm. any Mizuno golfer on the text box says, "Sounds like Auburn has a coach on the hook." Sure do. You're not doing all this unless you know you got a coach interested or or serious opportunity to upgrade from Brian Harson. Man, man, oh man, oh man, man, oh man. I know somebody that talked to uh, Brian Harson during this whole situation. Situation. Chris Lowe. Chris Lowe of ESPN talked to Brian Harson. I know that guy. Good I mean, friend of the show, I believe. How about we? How about we get him on, man? He must have uh, heard us talking about Dead End earlier and got jealous. How, how about we bring him on, man, and try to get the this, the latest on what's going on down on the plains? Sounds like a good idea. Hour two, coming up.